0: Options, choices, and we get it often. Y'all, y'all, y'all. If you ain't no god a, damn it, a, what? Any, mini, money, oh Let's get it, let's if go. If you ain't know what, what? Any, mini, money, oh Let's, go. At the, at the, at the... And we love. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Down in the Basement Podcast, where we get down on what goes down. We have another special guest today. He is one of the dopest MCs out there. Um, he is honestly one of the most interesting individuals. Wrote a children's book. I'm sure we'll, we'll get into that. But here, down in the basement today, we have the one and only
1: Zep. Multitasking, I'm doing social media Look, it's like Inception
0: Ooh, you Remember that movie? That movie was amazing actually And then Never you, understood if it. you
1: hold up your phone Filming me and then we, it's crazy <laughs> Don't get sucked into the vortex do you guys sucked
0: doing? <laughs> What's up man? Good morning Starting the vibes welcome, off right Welcome, like welcome it. welcome. Um, of course we have, you know, our host with the most is Anthony Hey, Tony And when you also have me, Ricky the soundboard guy Yes, sir. Flex. What? That sounded like (laughs) Funk Flex, just crazy with the bombs. With the clue bombs. You know? Oh, yeah,
1: you know what? Clue did kind of have that. He had bombs too, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. DJ Clue, wow.
0: That was back. That was back, back. Yeah. I'm sure you heard a lot of that being from like New York, huh?
1: Cassette tapes, bro. Yeah. For real. I used to go to Canal Street and sometimes Fulton Street in New York to get my. Cassette tapes. Is
0: that where everybody would go to uh, sell their tapes and stuff, or what?
1: No. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah It was more like people hustling copies of it. It was a wild thing. Mix tapes back then was crazy. Like the, there's a whole like ill episode about it on that Netflix show. Which one? Hip Hop Evolution. Mm, I
0: don't I think I have seen a whole
1: one. kind of episode about the cassette tapes.
0: Oh yeah, yeah well, that yeah. started DJ, it all
1: DJ Drama got into a whole thing Hell
0: yeah, that started the mixtape era, right? Beautiful That beautiful. was it Did you ever make mixtapes for people? Not maybe like of your a own Like a lovey songs? one? Yeah, yeah Let's
1: get married I think I did one or two
0: Yeah? Okay yeah, I was
1: more into drawing a girl's name in graffiti
0: Ah uh, And being
1: like, here you go baby, outline with the
0: pink Ooh, and like man. on an actual wall or like in the black book though?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah On a piece of paper or a sticker and be like, boom
0: Break the ice. Break the ice. How much does a polar bear wear? Enough to break the ice. How you doing?
1: I've never heard that.
0: No, no, I never heard that joke. You got it. Damn, it's it's a, it's a good. uh, Cooler than a polar
1: bear's toenail. Oh oh, Uh, Oh, uh, well. Andre 3000 or Big Boy? Who said that?
0: Andre 3000. Here we go again, talking that. And uh,
1: you're right. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. good song. At
0: aliens. At aliens, bro. Good album. Outcast was one of the best groups for sure.
1: That was one of my first CDs, like when I stopped buying tapes. I was like, ooh, I have a disc, man. And I bought AT Aliens on CD.
0: Walking around with the big old CD player in the pocket.
1: Bro, I didn't have Anti-Skip on my first one.
0: Oh, Anti-Skip? Nah, what was that? Oh, it's like, oh, yeah.
1: It was just, it could take a little bit more of a beating and not skip. Mm. So the first one I got was cheap. And if I'm on the subway in New York, and anytime I hit a... It skipped the CD.
0: No, yeah
1: my boy yelled at it once and it made it skip with his sonic <laughs> really yeah. he's like yo watch he went,
0: ah! and, it, and it skipped the CD wow thank god for anti-skip technology thank god for mp3s we came a long way bro
1: anti-skip and uncle-skip come on hey what's going on we're trying to go up. it's good <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, oh I
0: love it alright for, for the audience that don't know, <laughs>
1: they we'll, don't know
0: the man behind we I'll give you a chance to introduce yourself. Okay, yes. Do I have
1: my books with me? That's a cool thing to show it on, on that thing. Oh, my yeah. name is Orlando Zeps Molina. I don't have a middle name, which is funny for Puerto Ricans. I don't have a middle name either. Oh, for real? Yeah.
0: because you're are not Puerto are Rican.
1: You, are you Latino or Puerto Rican?
0: I am Latino. I'm a Mexican. I was born in Michoacán.
1: Holler. I can't even pronounce that. Um, (laughs) not having a middle name is funny. So I put my rap name as my fake middle name on Facebook. Yeah. Like Dwayne the rock Johnson. Yeah. I Mm. kind of copied that. So even on my books, it says rhymes by Orlando Zepp Molina. So yeah, this is my kid's book, Rhymosaurs. And it's hip hop and dinosaurs for kids. You could read the story. It's like Dr. Dre and Dr. Seuss. You know what I'm saying?
0: And
1: then you could remix the book at the end. And the graffiti oh. spot we call it, and you can write raps oh. on the blank lines, and remix and color how you want. Add some graffiti, and, you know. Engage with the family, so you're not you're not just tossing your kid an iPad and going quiet. Daddy's working. Mm. Do something with the kids, you know. Yeah, that's smart. I have a new rule in my house, Ricky and what Anthony. Too? I told my kids. If you see me aimlessly scrolling on my phone, I told them, I was like, sometimes mommy's on target buying stuff for the family. That's Mm -hmm. important. Sometimes daddy's emailing invoices and Mm W9s. That's important. Mm -hmm. But if I'm on like Twitter, like not even Twitter, I'm not really on Twitter, like Instagram, and I'm just looking at people falling off bikes Mm -hmm. or my wife is just looking at like, like new, like, dressers for the for the for the bathroom <coughs> no sorry no that's a that's, that's kind of important no 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 too. my bad that was on that side Just, you, know, you oh, can tell or, that, or, that gets to him he's like why are you looking at dresses? no 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 that I'm like oh that's cute yeah buy that, buy that. <laughs> or no more like why are you on Facebook looking at other people's kids mm. you're literally on the couch like a zombie going hmm, mm-hmm. and you're looking at other people's children while your kids are like play with me mm. I told them you can tell me anytime you always have a free pass if you ask politely go daddy put your phone down please come play Legos can you color with me? And they'll put me in my place and I'll look at my phone like, what am I looking at? <laughs> You'll snap out of it. Yeah, it's like looking get at you out of your trance. You yeah, know? I was just staring at memes for 10 minutes. Yeah. And then I'm like, thank you. I appreciate that. I put my phone down and I go play soccer in the backyard, whatever, you know, I think more parents need to do that.
0: That's a good rule. Yeah, yeah, I like yeah. that. I like that a lot. And they use it a lot. Yeah. And I'm happy. I'm They're happy. noticing too, yeah, huh? Yeah, yeah, And then and it kind of gets them into that mindset like too, like, oh, I got to make sure when dad is like aimlessly scrolling to do that. So now they probably notice if they, I don't know. Do you let them use like devices a lot?
1: Not a lot, but it's, they earn it. Okay. It's like where I live in Stockton, I love it there, mm-hmm. but it's a little bit of a, this, like, I don't know what it is, but everywhere you go, it's like the parents don't want to deal with their wild ass kids. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying everyone has wild ass kids, but every kid is pretty wild. Yeah. I see from one to four years old, they're in a stroller or a wagon and with a, holding a phone, watching Coco, sorry, watching Coco Melon doing something to just keep them like, quiet bro what is coco melon i was i
0: was hanging out with my homie yesterday and his sister said all her kids watch is coco melon or all they know are coco melon songs what like is baby that
1: shark. it's it's the yeah it's kind of like baby shark already evolved into its own cutesy ill cartoon with like it's scripted with characters it's actually a dope show baby shark shows
0: like telling but coco what? melon
1: took it to the next level of like so like do you know public domain like with classical music no that's like when music has no copyright to it because it's like the uh, certain classical music is open to all to use and same thing with nursery rhymes okay like these things have been around forever that if you do your rendition of twinkle twinkle you don't get sued by the twinkle twinkle people Mm. you just did your version of it Mm -hmm. so coco melon just did their own version of a lot of the popular oh okay you know wheels on the bus Mm. and all those jammies you know, old McDonald. Mm -hmm. And then there's the bangers, the classics, classics, you know, but they're smart. And then they weaseled in some of their little cutesy songs about listen to your mother, brush your teeth, blah, blah, blah. Okay. And they're very Mm. repetitive and very catchy. Mm.
0: Those ones, they painted. And
1: half of them are, yes. And half of them are annoying as heck. Mm. I can't take them, (laughs) but some of them are cute and they take, they teach good lessons. Yeah. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Like you give that, you give that to your kid all the time. Every time you're at the restaurant, every time you go to a market, every time you're in public, you're like, here, 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 quiet. I don't want to deal with you. Mm-hmm. They get, they like soak that in so much that like once they're over the, the device, they're like, now I'm bored of this. Now I'm really going to wild out. Mm, so for yeah. me, like me and my family, it's like occupy them with crayons and fun and talk to them and engage with them. And then if it gets a little out of hand then you're like, yo, we're at this nice German restaurant and you're like, chill the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> Watch some PJ Masks, bro. Quiet. Chill. Do some coloring games. And then you break it out. You got, we call it, At my house, we call it emergency protocols. Emergency protocols. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll get the emergency protocols. Make sure it's in the diaper bag. The,
0: the coloring books or the, no, the devices? No, all of it. You know,
1: I have a little coloring book, a couple toys, boom, boom, boom. But having a, a just-in-case device, like when it gets a little... I have a two-and-a-half-year-old. He's nuts. Ah. He'd be climbing so, all over the place yeah. right now, flipping your speakers right now, damn crazy. <laughs> so I got to, every once in a while, it's okay. In moderation. Yeah. So I can't tell my kid, yo, you can't watch TV. You can't play these games all the time. And then they're like, but daddy, you're always watching TV. You're always on your phone. Mm. You got to like lead by example. Yeah. Yeah. um. So that's why I wrote these. Full circle, baby. It's called a callback. Oof. That's why I wrote these children's (laughs) books with good lessons for the youth. For the for the families, you know, you read to your kids. Hey, how you doing? Story time. What's up? We the basement live underground in San Jose.
0: You were made for a mic, honestly,
1: bro. bro. Yeah. Like I got because I have the I have this voice. I have one man, one purpose. And then you can go real reggaeton like Mira, papi, aquí con Ricardo y Antonio In San Jose. Just like, that reggaeton, voice, that sábado gigante. You
0: know? I always think it's funny though how like Puerto Ricans always be calling everyone papi.
1: I oh, call papi, my son Papi Papi, now. papi what's up Papi Papi And Pai too You say Pai is the short version Pai? Yeah, yeah, yeah Oh, you know, like, mm. Pai, it's like short for Papi Pai Goodbye, and a lot of my <laughs> friends are <laughs> like yo was good bye was
0: popping i bye? Didn't know that you ever seen the video just of this this guy getting arrested and he keeps calling him Poppy and the officer's like stop calling me yeah, Poppy? Yeah, <laughs> <shit is very laughs> he's like sorry Poppy, what <laughs> uh, sorry, uh, officer. <laughs> <laughs> sorry officer sorry
1: <laughs> officer i'm dominican i can't help it it's <laughs> just like, like every
0: time i hear like someone calling me Poppy or anyone else poppy, i just think of that video like stop calling me Poppy he's like sorry Poppy.
1: <laughs> you know what's funny i I feel like i realize I do call even grown men that in a, in a nice way, just like, you know, like somebody like, let's say water. I'm mad thirsty at an event. Someone's like, yo, Zeps, I brought you a cold water from the food truck. Y'all good looking puppy. And I'll just throw it out there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, dude, I just realized that
0: probably make their day. They're like, Ooh,
1: <laughs> with Latino uh, accents, they're all different. So when I speak Spanish, My broken Spanish here, all the Mexicans in Cali are like, Oh, you have a New York Caribbean. Mm -hmm. I could tell you're Puerto Rican from from, just from your Spanish. Mm. But then, amongst Puerto Ricans, Mm -hmm. because of my like South Brooklyn accent, when I start talking a little bit of boom, bang, bang, how you doing? Mm. Then, I'm to them, I'm not as Puerto Rican,
0: yeah, because then I
1: sound more Irish Italian from my neighborhood. Mm -hmm. It depends on where you grow up,
0: yeah. Did you grow up in New York?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sheep's Head Bay. It's called. Bay. Gravesend. It's like right on the border of those two neighborhoods. My mom was in Brighton Beach. So we have beaches. We have oceans. In New York? Yeah, this is like it's on Coney the Atlantic, Island. right? In yeah, yeah. In yeah, like Nems. Bing bong. Nems is from Coney Island. That's the amusement park that's on the beach. Mm. There's ocean, sand, boardwalk, amusement park projects.
0: Okay, damn.
1: That's Coney Island. I mean, in this little nice parts of Coney Island, it's also, very much Ukrainian and Russian vibes where my mom lived. So it's very many Igor Voskobunyakov, Roman Polsky. Mm-hmm. Ricky, Anthony. Very good podcast. I like listen to this podcast every day. I smoke a little weed. I listen to Weed Basement, mm. and that's the accent down there. But then those kids that grew up in Brooklyn, they have Russian. Like yo, bro, what's up, kids? Go smoke, go smoke blunt in the park, bro. Like they have Brooklyn Russian. Uh, so
0: it's wow. like. That's, where that's did you grow up? That's how you kind talk. Cool. Yeah. So
1: you can't, it's hard to point appropriation in New York because mm. you got like Asian girls that talk mad grimy like this. What up, son? Like like Asian girls, like Korean girl. Yo, what's good? My, my name is, you're like Mad raspy from all the ble- y'all. And you're like, <laughs> damn, bro. And then you got like Croatian girls in Queens, like they grew up in like Corona Queens where the beat nuts are from. Mm-hmm. There's mad Colombians, mad Dominicans. So they be talking Cardi B like, Like Mm. yo, what's good? Yo, you're Macedonian. Why do you talk like that? Because that's why I grew up around mad Latinos, and that's how I talk. Mm. Oh snap! Mm. So you can't always point at why do you speak like that? You're appropriating my culture. they grew up around it.
0: Yeah, there's
1: a fine, there's a fine line. Mm. Iggy Azalea, I think that's on the other side, to me. Like she's Australian, thick Australian accent when she speaks. Mm. All her interviews, Australian, very Australian. Mm. but when she be like when she be rapping she sound like a, like she a wild crazy mm. hood rap from Atlanta or something mm. you know what I'm saying like oh, how can you rhyme like this but you Australian it's like mm. what the hell
0: <laughs> yeah how does that, that make sense yeah
1: yeah, yeah that'd be, that'd be. but there's a new Australian rapper that I kind of understand why he raps with an American accent who oh. uh, what's that song Masked Wolf, his name is. What you know about rolling 10 D. Yeah. Call him mental, mental freeze. freeze. Astronaut in the ocean? Uh-huh. He's Australian. Oh, yeah. I know. So at first I was like very, I was feeling the Iggy vibes. I was like, yo, why is this dude rapping like that? Why uh-huh. is he rapping American? Uh-huh. That's corny. Yeah. And then I looked into it more. He's Persian. So he's got like, you know, he's like an immigrant in Australia who, who listened to American hip hop. And grew up on Chance the Rapper and Drake and all those kind of rappers. He's in the mirror at 12 years old, probably practicing and rhyming like them. You got to rhyme American to rhyme along with your favorite rappers. That's true. And then I look at Adele. So why do I give Adele a pass? And Duffy and Amy Winehouse and Estelle. Mm. All the British R&B girls sing like soul singers from the States. Mm. But they talk like this. But when I sing, I sound like... Like, a James or something, mm-hmm. you know, I sound like Mimi Minnie Ripperton or something. Mm. Why did, Why could they sing American? Mm. And no one's like, hmm, that's not your accent. You're right. Ed Sheeran rhymes a little bit with his accent. You hear it in his, in his singing?
0: A little bit.
1: You know what I'm saying? So, like, I felt like I had to devil's advocate myself. Like, why am I going to shit on this guy for rapping American when that's all he knows? Yeah. When he was reciting his rhymes, that's his...
0: Yeah, there's he's, always a fine line between like yeah. appropriation and like disrespect, right? Or like homage or like.
1: Exactly. What What nationality are you, Anthony? Filipino. Look at that! Shouts to lumpia, bro. Yeah. Shouts to all the lolas cranking that lumpia. <laughs> yeah. On Christmas, white elephants, bro. <laughs> all day. My yeah. sister-in-law's Filipino. I'm all up in that. But like, even like my friend was joking the other day that he's like, bro, you have to, you can't use chopsticks when you eat sushi. You have to use a fork. You're American. That's Asian appropriation. Stop using chopstick. He was completely kidding. What? No, no, he was joking with me. Oh, okay. But he did it with a his face. And I was like, bro. <laughs> He's like, yeah, you can't listen to Wu-Tang, 36 Chambers. Kung Fu, all those Kung Fu skits, that's Asian appropriation. You can't <sighs> do that. do hell no. And I was like, oh, my God, that's funny. If I can't, if, you know, yeah. if someone complained about that now. That's how I feel it,
0: it gets to it at some point, it's
1: though. Too, w- once you tip the scale and then you start pointing fingers, w- Yeah, where's the where's the... Where's the middle ground? Yeah, where's the line
0: at? Yeah.
1: RZA, why did you do that? I like kung fu movies.
0: Exactly. Yeah, I grew up
1: on them. It's beautiful culture, and I want to show that in my hip-hop. Oh, cool. Good answer. You know? But then sometimes you'll see, like, white girls, like, uh, cheerleader squad from high school, and they dress like geishas for Halloween. And that's Japanese. And they're like, why'd you put that on? Yeah. Like, yo, can you find the context on why she dressed like a geisha? Mm -hmm. Maybe she loves that movie. No. The, there's a movie memoirs of vacation memoirs of a maybe she thing. loves hidden tiger dragon what's that movie
0: sleeping crouching tiger hidden sure dragon.
1: maybe she's into avatar i love Avatar. and they dress crazy in the in that show um not the blue people the yeah uh, yeah, yeah.
0: the airbender right? the last airbender
1: so it's like yo i like anime you can't watch anime why it's japanese what the hell
0: oh, hell no i'll be watching the hell how out of you guys
1: sorry how do you yeah. guys
0: feel about aquafina
1: Bro, that's a that's the one of the examples where I was saying of a grimy raspy New York accent on an Asian girl. Mm. There's another girl I was actually really thinking of who's on like New York Nico's page. She's like extra raspy like, "Yo, what's good? Shut straight up." And you're like, "Whoa!" But she grew up around that, like I said. Alkofina has a very Queens. Think she's Korean?
0: Yeah. I think she is Korean. She she is she's Korean. she's
1: in that ill documentary Bad Rap. You ever see that movie? Mm, no. With uh my man uh, Rick from Year of the Ox, Dumbfounded's in it. It's like all about Korean oh, Korean rappers trying to like get out of that little shell. Mm. Anywho, she's a straight up girl from Queens. Mm-hmm. She talks like that because she talks like that. You can't take her voice away from her. Yeah. So I think she's awesome. I think she's funny. Yeah. You know, like there's nothing I don't see nothing wrong with her. People get mad that they're saying that she's appropriating. It's everything we just spoke about. Yeah, yeah they want to go, ew, why do you talk like that? Like, she sounds like she's kind of from the hood in Queens because she's from the hood in Queens. Yeah. And her parents are Korean immigrants and she grew up mm-hmm. listening to rap and wearing ports and listening to, like, like, I, I will always defend that, always. You can't say nothing about that girl's voice. You can't. I agree. You That's can't. good, man. I don't like her name. Aquafina. Her real name is cute, Nora. Like, be like, even her show is called Nora from Queens. It's like, you're really going to keep the water bottle alias from when you used to rap as your actress name, huh. but it sticks out. Did she used to rap? Yeah, Is dude. that a rap name? Hell Have you heard yeah, her music? It's mad, silly, corny comedy rap. Interesting. And it's good, though. I'm not saying it's whack. It was like, think of her personality. But she's like rapping about it. Yeah. She had a song called My Vag, bro. Because <laughs> that dude dirt nasty. Yeah, rec. my dick.
0: Yeah, bigger Mickey, than a bridge. Mickey Yo, Avalon, dick. Yeah. Look like a little kid. She
1: did her version of it. It oh went viral, and that's how she got her little like boost. Oh shit! And then she, you know, she's just a talented lady. She can act as we can all tell. Mm-hmm. Good for her. Yeah. But a water bottle, Aquafina. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> got Nora. A with the name, no? Maybe her last name is hard <laughs> to pronounce. I don't know. That could be it. You know.
0: How'd you come up with Zeps?
1: Graffiti. Yeah, graffiti. Yeah, I was like tagging. I tagged Taze Shouts to the Avenue U boys, yo. That was my Avenue gr- U boys. A U B. Yeah, that's where I grew up. That's where you grew up. This this accent I have, it's all of those guys. That was uh, your crew. It was more like a neighborhood crew. It wasn't like a gang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was more like you live and grow. You grew up on Avenue U. You With go your to, homies. You go to the playground. Uh, you drink 40s. You smoke blunts. You roll. We had white owls, Dutchmen. We didn't do swishes in New York yeah phillies white owls and Dutches, mm-hmm. dutch masters mm-hmm. i like dutch uh you know get chased by the cops do graffiti just wild teenage brooklyn shit mm. and then i would do uh I, t- I wrote taze that was my first tag taze with little electric shocks Ooh. terrible i i did not like writing t and a so i stuck with the z and the e and i was like what can i i like z and e what can i add to that so i i wrote zep mm. like the cleaning solution zep mm. I kind of saw that on a little barrel. I was like, ooh, I'm gonna be Zep. Mm. And then I would take the subway to Queens and I would visit my grandma and I saw a real Zep that was like good at writing Zep. Mm. And I stunk. I stunk at graffiti. Yeah. So I knew the graffiti game. If you try and take someone's name, you, you gotta can, be better. You can get your ass beat for that. Yeah, hell yeah. So I was a little bummed out because I was liking how I was writing Zep. I was like getting very good at it. And my friend who wrote, what was his tag? I just remember his name sounded like another guy, and he's like put a S. S. Mm,
0: that'll so, fix it.
1: Yeah, yeah. He was like, he was like Rans or something. Yeah, like there was an R A N, so he didn't want to be R A N, so he put R A N S. Rans. Rans. Mm. I was like, well, oh, yeah, that's different. Boom. So I added an S to mine. Nice. So I was like, I'm Zeps.
0: And then that that just stuck. Just was and my it,
1: little graffiti name, and then I started rapping in high school. The logo I have the E is the Puerto Rican flag in Zepps. so oh, that was a tie in. And it really means nothing. Mm. I tried to make it an acronym for a little while because I was a little a little blunt head, so I was like zooted every possible second. Mm. Zooted is like a silly way of saying you're like stuck. lit, yeah, a litty, a little a little baked, yeah. So I was like, that's the acronym. That just didn't pan out. I was MC Zeps for a while when I started rapping. And then I hated MC Zeps because it sounded like MC Light, MC Eight, MC mm. Ren. I was like, chill. I don't. I don't. I don't want that.
0: Mm. So
1: it took me two years of scrubbing it off of flyers and telling people, "Yo, just Zeps, all caps, mm. all caps, Zeps, Z E P S, all caps. No more MC Zeps." Then mm. I started hosting dance battles in Europe. And I was like, "Yo, put MC Zeps," because <laughs> <laughs> like I'm not rapping. I'm like hosting these dance events. Yeah. So I'm the master of ceremonies. I like it. Put MC Zeps. Oh, that's hard. So weird. You know how you like? I like it. I don't want it. I don't. So now I'm like, whatever. People still spell my name wrong. Two P's, mm. Z at the end.
0: Two P's. Uh, yeah, Z E P P S.
1: Yep, Z E P Z. I like it all caps, Z E P S. I don't know. It's like MF Doom. It's like if you can't get my name right on the flyer, I really don't want to rock your show. Mm. Yeah. You couldn't attention to, to that attention yeah. to detail? Yeah, just
0: to, I mean it's not hard. We probably already communicated.
1: Yeah. yeah. Whoa. go on my Instagram real quick. Yeah. A little quick research. Exactly. You know um Anderson Peck? Yeah. He has the dot before the P? Uh-huh. I remember he said that in an interview for the same reason. Mm. He put the dot there to see who would Details? catch it and, and, and add it to the flyer and add it to the Yo, where's the period before the P? Oh, it's a big deal? We sent it to the printer already. Like,
0: well. Well, I'm, I'm not, not working thin. with you again. Yeah, I remember Anderson Pack when he was a breezy Lovejoy rapping with Dumbfounded.
1: Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa! Time out. I'm big into Anderson Pack. I love Dumbfounded. I love his. I know people love his battles, but I love his music. Mm-hmm. He had an alias, like a different name, and yeah. he rapped.
0: Yeah. With Project Blow Dudes? Uh, Yeah. So I used to be really Uh, into like Timothy De La Ghetto, Dumbfounded, like all that, all those like YouTube rappers or like battle rappers that started coming up making music, but they weren't like super mainstream. And one time this guy, Breezy Lovejoy, started making more songs with Dumbfounded. And I was like, this cat can sing. Like, and he had like really long dreads, like. And melodic flow. Very melodic flow and different, you know? And then, and then like he just stopped. Like, I never heard from him again, and then I hear this guy, Anderson Pack, and then I started researching into him a little bit. That's crazy. And man. I looked up what happened to Breezy Lovejoy, and then I found out he he ended up just changing his alias.
1: I'd love if he put out a just an underground, he should do that, put out a crazy underground boom bap album, no live instruments, don't play the freaking drums, mm-hmm. Rap your ass off with some of your old homies. I'd love to see that. Yeah. He might do that
0: maybe this I don't know. he's so big now though especially with Bruno now that oh, they're doing no, Silk that's Sonic. what I'm saying
1: if you're going if you're such a popular artist he seems like that kind of guy that's like yeah I could do a little EP with just dusty SP1200 kind of NPC only beats mm-hmm. I could see him doing that
0: yeah
1: Yeah, he's a fascinating dude man
0: no Anderson music's, music's the- crazy
1: oh what's going on upstairs what are they What are they vacuuming they're in the podcast <laughs> Bro, construction. Who, who do I gotta call right now?
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. Who do I gotta make a couple phone? I got, I got, I got uncles. <laughs> That's what you say in New York, bro. Do you know who my uncle is? <laughs> so he, yeah,
0: I, I wouldn't want to mess with anybody out there with though, accent, I know they right got right the yeah. mafia out there. And shit,
1: that was a real thing. This girl, yo, shouts to that again, the Avenue U boys. There was a girl named De- 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 Deidre. It's so hard to say that name, mm-hmm. Deidre. and and we were laughing so hard. Because she somebody was beefing with her and she was yelling back at them with a the very raspy Italian girl accent and she was like, "Do you know who I am? I got uncles." <laughs> and we were all and we were like, we kept saying that for years. <laughs> if somebody messed with you, like, bro, you know who I am. I got uncles. I was we all to have TOS. Yeah, on, like, I got uncles too,
0: bro. Honestly, bro, I wanted to go back to no, something wait. you said earlier. You did. You emceed dance battles in Europe,
1: bro. Shouts like, to Soul Sessions. They they are the ones that set Soul me on that Sessions. path. Soul Sessions, Oslo. I love you guys. King Wings Crew. I'm still part of the King Wings Crew. It's like a Norwegian breakdance crew, and they just really kept me on on like they they kept me alive out there. Mm-hmm. So I was living in Oslo. Yeah. I just was like, this was like I'm 27, 28 ish. Interesting. Quarter life crisis. That's what I like to call it. Mm-hmm. When you hit 25, 26, you're like, oh no. Yeah. I'm going to be 30 soon. Yeah. Yikes. So like my life was just kind of all over the place. And I had an ex that was like, I was like, chill. I got to get across a whole ocean from her. I need to be as far away as possible. From Damn. Her. And I needed to like jumpstart my, my brain and my everything. So I met these <laughs> ill Norwegian dancers in New York. Mm-hmm. And then they met my buddy, Mike Swift and my buddy Jay Han, these really dope Filipino MC. And he does this thing called Pinoy Hoops that I got to show you. Anthony, you would love it. He takes pictures of grimy basketball hoops all over the Philippines. And like how the kids play barefoot and stuff. Like He he documents that. It's beautiful. The tenements and stuff. Yeah, Sick. Pinoy Hoops. Mike Swift and Jay Han got hired to perform in Norway Mm -hmm. for a McDonald's show. Like Mm. a street show. Like where McDonald's employees, like thousands of them, go to a free concert in Mm. Norway. In two cities. Now, I took Mike's place. That's how my whole journey to Norway happened because Mike couldn't go. Mm. His little passport was a little something funny. Mm-hmm. The airline was like, yo, you will not get on this plane. They were nice enough to kind of let him know, like, you're not going to come through. So then they told uh, Jehan, the other guy, mm-hmm. we need another MC. Like, we promised them two rappers from Brooklyn. Mm. And I was the replacement guy. Well, I came off the bench. There and you then go. And that set off my Norwegian, like, That's love right. of Norway because I got to take this free trip. Mm-hmm. Quit my job at the time. Just to go for two weeks, gallivanting around Scandinavia, a couple cities, airplanes, hotel, fancy dinners, like real shows with like a security guard and like, you know, like with the earpiece, giving me like a bottle of water and a towel, like you guys are up next. Jumbotron, like, damn, you know, like wow. a real professionally produced show, wireless mics, just like, I, I, and I'm coming from crappy little rocking for 12 people in the bartender in the Lower East Side of New York City, mm. you know, open mics and grinding. Mm. Millions of people trying to get heard. And then you're in another country like, ooh.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: B-boys, rapping. Everywhere in Norway, there's posters of like Tony Touch Live next week and DJ Premier and MOPs coming. Ooh, nonfiction, a lot. Jedi Mind Tricks in Oslo. And you're like. Jedi Man. Mind Tricks. Yeah, they listen to that. Jedi here. Mind Tricks. Yeah, 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 Atmosphere. Oh, Brother yes, Ali. Damn, yeah, everywhere uh, I was at. And in, in like, this is 07 in Norway. Wow. You know? But yeah. uh, a Large Professor cellar dwellers you know like oh hieroglyphics a plus live in bergen norway so i was like they like that here yeah and this is this is when the internet was young so stuff was still like um it took time to get cool there Mm. anyway i'm rapping i'm living out there i'm living couch to couch you know i could stay for three months and i have to go back to the states to come back for three months tourist visa Mm. so i did that for two years wow and then right you know i was struggling a little bit every once in a while sleeping in studios uh bringing bottles for recycling and money is not like a gypsy weird homeless thing mm-hmm. it's like everybody does it because yeah. you get bread and you buy more beer with that yeah so everybody brings bottles back so i would let go to dance studios and they would let me bring all their bottles back and keep the money just real survival stuff
0: wow uh
1: and then they kind of saved me because right when i was feeling like what am I doing, man? I'm like, this is cool. I'm rapping in Norway. I'm perform I'm I'm like the warm-up, the New York warm-up act for all the big artists. Like I, I was that guy. But I wasn't getting paid for that. Mm. They're like, yo, put up posters all over the neighborhood and you can open for MLP. I opened for Quali tw- twice. What? Red and Meth. That was the warm-up act, you know? What? Oh, he's got the accent. He's from New York. It's a perfect warm-up act. He lives here in Norway. Cool. But when that fizzled out and my mom got sick and I knew I had to go back home, mm-hmm. the, the the dance people were like, yo. You can freestyle your ass off. We need a host that, that talks in English. Because like the dance battles, even though it's in Norway, Swedish people there, Finland, Iceland, there's German kids come through, Polish kids. They all come to battle. Mm. So they need English host. Mm. And I just fell right into it, bro. I loved it. That sounds- Loved like it, bro. Such an adventure. And yeah. I did it for the love. The first hosting gig was at this place called Villa in the basement. It was popping. Ooh. Mm. And whacking, which is crazy. Google whacking. It's like beautiful, crazy arms and like very funky. And I had to Google it to see what it was, what whacking was. It's almost like voguing, but different. Uh, Yeah, that was my first battle. I hosted it. And I was like, I had the, the rush of doing it and rocking the crowd and freestyle. And then I remember leaving and my friend Cassandra, Meraki crew, what up? I see you doing your thing out there. Cassandra was like, Zaps, wait, your envelope.
0: Oh,
1: huh? And I love this word remittance. It's a good word when you get paid or stipend. I love those words. What's in your budget? Stipend remittance. Ooh, tell me all those words. She's like, yeah, envelope. I was like, Oh, thank you, Cassandra. And I took it and I put it in my jacket, like man, national. Like as soon as I got outside, I was like, Oh, 500 kroners, baby. And that's that's like a hundo at the time, maybe hovering around 90 bucks. Mm. And I was like, uh, 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 get uh, it. Let's get it. <laughs> yeah. Did some grocery shopping the next day. That they was, saved me.
0: That was like your first paid gig.
1: I was getting a little bread here and there, but like that was a big chunk of change for a struggling nomad, you know, yeah. vagabond musician. Damn. And wow. then uh, they were like, you did a great job. Would you like to do another one or another one or another one? Mom got sick, went back to New York. And I was like, I got to be a good boy and take care of my mom. Dukes moved back to Brooklyn, mm. you know? And then they were like, We need you back. We got the big annual gig. Mm. Sorry, I live in Brooklyn. We'll fly you. Mm. I have nowhere to sleep. Hotel. Mm. Well, I got to eat while I'm there. Money. We'll pay you. Mm. And I was like, huh? (laughs) And then I did that for like eight years. And I was like recurring host for multiple battles. Battle of the South and this thing in Trondheim. And every year they bring me back, bring me back. Hotel, flights. I was flying to Norway seven, eight times a year. Hosting all over, rocking in Sweden. Me and my man, DJ Brown 13, would just host, uh, like, throw our own little tours. We're in Norway for a week, and then we would go to Denmark, we'd go to Switzerland, we'd go to Germany, just on our own. Amsterdam? Yeah, you just, like, you email places with your real name, and then say, you're managing Zeps. Mm -hmm. Hi, my name's Orlando Molina, I'm the manager for DJ Brown 13, he'll be touring in Norway. (laughs) Use your professional voice on the phone. That's hard. Proper emails, and then they fall for it. Give him the old howdy do, the old flim flam. Mm.
0: You know, fake
1: it till you make it, baby. Hey,
0: that's a testament to yeah. it, yeah, bro. Yeah. Hey,
1: how long have you been, guys? Been been uh, podcasting?
0: Uh, about three years now. Yeah, oh. trying to get more into the scene, like throwing more events. It was really cool having you at our at our first block party. That was beautiful, man. That was that was a good time having all those awesome artists come through and and just really just hype up the crowd and just it was a really good experience. I man. love that.
1: Maybe when we do another one, somehow we can set up live podcasts and then you, you do a 10 minute interviews with each vendor. Mm. Yeah. So sit down and talk about what, what they got going on. That'd exactly. Cool. great idea.
0: Yeah. It bring more, uh, exposure. Yeah. And but
1: then I, I just love San Jose. I just wanted to say that. Yeah. Cause yeah, every time I come down, shouts to Doc's black. First guy to bring me down here at the level up, uh, one of the old school level uproar outside events. Yep. Mm-hmm. But, uh, Every time I come down here, I meet new people. They're all cool. They all support. Man, cool families, babies, and, grand- and abuelitas. Just like, all, you know, the vibe down here is mad strong, yo. Everyone's so chill and warm and yeah. welcoming here.
0: Yeah, I feel like we try to help each other out a lot in this city. I haven't really gotten... I've seen some people try to really just kind of be the... The, Debbie downer step the on Debbie downers be the enemies you know the yeah. the competition is my enemy so I gotta step on them to come up type of stuff there's but,
1: always gonna be that yeah yeah to climb to the top I'll I'll step on your shoulders to get to the top exactly but then right? I saw like a week ago one like one of the uh like markets you know like that does the little vendor things they posted like yo Looking to shop local? You want to get a birthday present for your homies? Check out these six other pop-ups. And there was I was like, that's fire. Mm-hmm. The sh- that, that person posted, there's these other people that do markets. Go go, go to, When we're not doing one, go to this.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And I
1: was like, that's cool. San Jose's vibing, bro. And to hit up a guy from Stockton and be like, yo, come through. Yeah. You sure? It's not far? I'm like, bro. <laughs> Drive an hour and change is nothing. I used to take that subway two hours to the Bronx. Really? If you live in Brighton Beach or Coney Island. Mm -hmm. and you want to go to the Bronx Zoo, or vice versa, you live in the Bronx and you want to go to the Coney Island Aquarium, Mm. you have to go through Manhattan Mm.
0: to get to the next borough. It takes two hours. And it's just all on the subway? Two
1: to to three lines, yeah. It's nuts.
0: Damn.
1: (laughs) I went to high school in Manhattan.
0: Really?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was sick. That was the best thing that could happen to me. Why? Because I was a Brooklyn kid. So then you're forced to take the subway every day to, to NYC. You have to take... Two subway lines to get to high school. One way. Hour and 20 minutes. That was my commute to school. One An way. hour and 20 minutes? Yeah. Just I to go of school? The Q train from Avenue U to 42nd or 34th Street. Transfer to the B, D, or the F to like 53rd. Or take the N or the R to 57th. And then walk to my school, which was on 2nd Avenue and 57th Street. Two train lines. Damn. And then, uh, but you're smack in the middle of Midtown Manhattan. Yeah. You know, like I'm in high school and across the street, there's buildings with a doorman and a grand, p- and a, like a piano. Wow. And like the Manhattan was our playground. I felt bad for the people that lived there. Cause we just to have th- that many wild teenagers pouring out of a school every day at two eight three in the afternoon. Mm. I could look back and I'm like, damn, <laughs> it would suck. We did some wild stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even me, I was in my twenties, like working in Manhattan. I have an apartment and I'm like, ass oh, yes, teen. <laughs> Quiet down, I'm reading my book. <laughs> Trying to listen to the new Method Man album and you hooligans are causing a ruckus.
0: Oh my god.
1: Ruffians. <laughs> Tomfoolery. Tom Hijinks. Yeah, the
0: malarkey.
1: Mal- what is, is it- this malarkey? <laughs> <laughs> what is what sort of hubbub is this? Hullabaloo. What hullabaloo? <laughs>
0: And you're like 20. You're not even, you are like an old man. No, I, was, I was
1: 27, going, I'm out of here. I'm going to Norway. This is some, this is. Some.
0: Bro, what got, uh, like, when did you start, like, rapping? Did you have, like, influences enough, when you were school. little? Just high talking school? about
1: high school, high school, yeah. Was it because of group? Yeah, yeah. Big pun for sure. Mm. A lot of the 90s rap, I'm 40, bro. So I graduated in 99. I grew up on a lot of the, The Dre, the Mobb Deep, the Wu-Tang, Onyx, you know, Boot Can't Click, Sean Price, Mm. before when he was just Helter Skelter with Ruck, you know, OGC, Duck Down Records. That was my vibe. But I was super into, like, Hyro. Casual was one of my favorite rappers growing up. Mm. So Hieroglyphics was sick because they had the Bay Area accent, Souls of Mischief. I was like, ooh, I like the way they talk. And they were very boom-bap. Mm. So I was listening to Loot Pack, Mad Lib, Far Side. Mm. So that's how I discovered some of those Cali dudes. Yeah, you know, Alcoholics, loved alcoholics. Very LA, Boom Bap, you know, J-Ro, Tash. Mm. This is my music. So high school, I'm listening to that. Then in super underground stuff, like because of Fat Beats. I had a Fat Beats in, in Manhattan, which was like the illest little underground vinyl store. Mm. And I'm listening to Company Flow and early Eminem and like, you know. That was my music too, Arsonists, Jedi Mind. Jedi Mind, Army of the Pharaohs. MF Doom, all of that, all of that. E-Rule, he was like my favorite rapper too. My buddy Yesh, I was a fan of We Be Foolish before I became friends with them. So this is my music. And in high school, it was all at the cafeteria, Mm, 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 mm. just practicing, you know? People were cyphering, but I was scared at first. Mm. And I would do funny little comedy raps Mm. while they did the beat on the table. I would get a little butter and jam on a nice, nice bagel. Mm. I didn't have cable. It was too expensive. And I would rhyme with silly stuff like that. And People were like, yo, you're not bad. Mm. You're not bad, bro. These silly, goofy raps. Because everyone else was more like, yeah, from the streets. Hella
0: serious. Uh, yeah.
1: I was more like lyrical, miracle, spiritual, critical guy. Mm, I nice. wanted to rap like that. I was rhyming multiple syllables <laughs> as best as I can, as a, you know. I was like, "Yo, I can't just rhyme Anthony, and I'm a dope MC. That doesn't rhyme perfect. I have to rhyme Anthony and Fantasy and Canopy and can- mm. and I, you know, I was very like strict mm. with my rhyming. So high school did it for me because the ciphers, man, it was those, beautiful.
0: Just those those lunchtime ciphers. And Then huh? I
1: got I got confident enough to do it, and at the same time, then I'm I'm in high school with like my whole crew in high school was mostly black, mm-hmm. and then a couple of Latinos. We had an Asian kid, like two white kids, and the, and mixed in the crew, but it was all. We called ourselves 252, like 25 to life, which is funny because I'm not going to jail. (laughs) (laughs) We stole it it from Capone. I know. I I mean, I could have. I could have. Yeah, you could have. I did a lot of wild shit. that kind of got me in jail. So I'm like, yeah, 252. I think we took it from Capone and Noriega Mm. because they used to say 252 a lot. So I'm like rapping with them in high school, but then taking the subway back to my Brooklyn A and rapping with those kids. Up in like the my boy my boy Ciro had like a attic bedroom. Mm. They, his parents let him turn the attic into a bedroom, so we would we would burn up there. He had the we had cassette singles, mm. like the they would have the single of the song with the remix and the instrumental on one little cassette tape for one dollar. Mm. So we'd buy cassette singles for the beat and play it on one side and then hit record and put a cheapo mic into the the little like the Panasonic dual cassette recorder and mm. rap. Oh, shit. so I was learning how to rap in high school with the hood kids and then I was in with the hey what are you doing Ciro and Matt Scully and Joe Pullman, and rhyming with all the Italian kids over here now I'm over here now I'm over here I was over here mm. and I was over here <laughs> like Dice Clay <laughs> so I had like I learned how to rap in two ways I had the inner the inner Puerto Rican and the inner city was in me with those kids and then the very like yo what's you know Avenue U Boys flow mm. so I had like a hybrid so even when I rap now, you hear my accent very thick. Yeah, but I try and throw Spanish in there and let people know that I'm Boricua. There you go. So that was it for me. And then I also I'm listening to Bette Midler and Linda Ronstadt, Billy Joel, and Nat, you know Nat Nat King Cole, like because my parents played that in the in the crib. Mm-hmm. You know all types of Gloria, Estefan. Mm. one, two, three. come on baby say you love me five six seven times i got my kids my kids learn how to count because of that (laughs) so you know you got the hip-hop you got the old the old-timey music from the parents and then you know and comedy i love comedy so i always try and make my raps kind of funny you know throw something in there that's a little silly
0: yeah yeah did did you like uh like deaf comedy jam deaf poetry jam like any I of those? I did, like, I
1: did, but I felt like some of those, some of those comedians didn't hit for me because it was like it was too niche. It was too like, yeah, you know, when you go to the, the family cookout, you got the crazy uncles like, ah, 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 mm. and I was like. I'm Puerto Rican. I don't have an uncle like that. Mm. So I gravitated to the stand-up comedians that talked about kind of everything. Mm. And my stepfather, Bob, was wild. He let me used to watch George Carlin when I was like 10 and 11. Oh, damn. Sam Kinison, bro.
0: Oh, damn.
1: I used to watch Young Ellen. She was a ill stand-up comedian. DeGeneres? Yes, bro. What? Check her stand-up comedy. Yeah. when She was stupid young before she came out. She wear a little sweater vest. Mad funny. Oh. Rosie O'Donnell stand-up, mad funny. Um... Who else? Richard Jenny, uh, you know, and then that led me into keeping. Like, I, I love comedy. I love comedy podcasts to this day. I'm sick into comedy because my dad let me watch. Sam Kinison had wild jokes, bro. Oh no,
0: yeah, you He's know, a wild yeah, man. yeah,
1: bro. yeah. <laughs> bro. He, I remember he had a whole crazy joke about. They would show the starving African kids with the flies on their face, and then then this lady Sally Struthers would be like, for two dollars a month. You can feed these children in the Congo. And he had this whole funny joke about that. And he's like, What about the cameraman? Who's filming this? Can you hand the kid a goddamn sandwich? Can you give the kid a, uh, 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 some trail mix or some cereal? He's like, Where's all the people behind the camera that are like, they have the lighting and the, right. you give them, you know? He's like, Why do you live in the desert? There's no food in the desert. And, I, and I'm just like, I'm 11 years old, like, yo. <laughs> George Carlin used to so, say jokes about religion oh yeah no and I went to communion bro oh god Abuela was like yo you going to church <laughs> my stepfather's grandma Roseanne was like you're going to church mm. and then George Carlin was like fairy tales it's not real <laughs> I was like huh that was arc Yeah, that's impossible that didn't happen <laughs> so then like my mom was like you don't want to go to church don't go to church you're good mm. right after communion I was like George Carlin said this is bullshit <laughs> <laughs> My mom was like, "All right, oh shit, cool. I don't have to go either." Mm? Yeah. Then that's how it stopped. Not for me, but hey, listen, some people that's their thing, and that's cool. Oh yeah, you know, and people live very good lives and lead a good life because of religion. I love that, but the way I looked at it, I was like, "Nah, it's not for me. I'm just gonna be a good person." Yeah, I'm I'm more like because Puerto Ricans are mixed. Like Anthony, you know what's you know about being mixed, bro? Filipinos are mad mixed. So we had the Spain came to to Puerto Rico, and took over the natives, the Taínos. That's that's our natives in Puerto Rico. Taínos, Taíno natives, yeah, indigenous people. Yeah. And then we, um, then we got Africans a couple of years later when the when America and the states got African slaves. The Caribbean got a crazy influx of Africans from everywhere, mm. which is why there's Saint Thomas and, and Jamaica and Haiti and and, and Saint. Uh, what's the other one Barbados Mm -hmm. Trinidad Tobago like where Mm -hmm. Rihanna's from Mm -hmm. all of those islands are the way they are because they all got they were colonized by countries and then got Africans yeah some of them stayed extra super Latino so like Cuba Dominican Puerto Rico we speak Spanish because Spain had a foothold yeah Uh, Haiti was French French and yeah and then the other half was Spanish and African Mm. so then you got the divide and then France was like, yo, we out. And yeah. Haiti was like, cool, we run our own shit. And then the Dominicans are like, yo no soy Latino, baby. I mean, <laughs> No, no, no. Yo, no soy, yo no soy moreno. Yo no soy negro. Yeah, yeah you are, bro. Yeah, you are. <laughs> Chill. But Puerto Rico's too. Puerto Rico's crazy mix. Like you got my stepmother's light skin, green eyes, blonde hair. My dad's hella dark, a little darker than you. So it's a beautiful mix. I love it. So, you know, I feel like my spirituality, it's not a religion thing. It's more of a, the African Bomba rhythms and the native Taino, you know, loving the sun and the wind and the earth, you know, I kind of feel I lean on that side. I'm not like atheist guy. I'm just like, I believe more in like planet earth, like Gaia, Mm -hmm. you know, that is mother earth.
0: Yeah. Mother earth.
1: You know, I
0: feel like that's where I'm at. How do you keep your spirituality? Like do you practice, how do you practice spirituality? like that's funny in what form i
1: don't know man i feel like nature is my thing because i'm a city boy i'm like a brooklyn kid Mm -hmm. so anytime i went to central park i was like soaking it up prospect park i was like oh this is dope Mm -hmm. we go upstate to saratoga we had a house upstate and i was around trees and stuff Mm -hmm. so even now as a dad i'm cutting the grass i have my little garden Mm -hmm. you know and i just like you know i'm a little i hit my little vape i get my little i get baked and i'm just like watching bees pollinate from that flower to that flower i'm like "Ah, that's crazy and then this flower spread seeds, and like now it's growing over there by itself. And I'm like, stoner, like, damn, bro, photosynthesis is fucking nuts, man. Yeah. You know? i yeah. was <laughs> like watching all this shit grow in my garden, and I'm like, that's me. Oh. I am yeah. I'm a flower. Let me grow. Yeah. Give me beets. Give me a little bit of weed and some carne asada, and I will grow into a dope MC. Mm. And I'll just plant my seed. That's what I did. I planted the seed in Stockton. I, I moved my seeds my seeds blew across the earth not, you know across yeah the you country. pollinated I pollinated in the 209 damn and Stockton turned me into a new person cause I'm like I'm a dad you know what I'm saying I mow the lawn I I, I have a backyard I have all the cool shit I never thought I'd have and yeah looked, your roots of it shouts to my wife mm. for bringing me to Cali son yeah Why wired up <laughs> <laughs> I feel so good walking in Um, how did she bring you here just because of the family was out here okay her She's from cali she's from la but like oh okay my sister-in-law grew up in stockton Uh and they left la to go back to stockton because it was affordable funny that cali's affordable in certain places oh yeah so for us stockton was affordable as like buying a house Hmm. can we get a mortgage can we do that and we could do it there so she was like yo i want to move to cali and i was like all right
0: did you meet her in new york
1: nah i met her in uh, it's frisco actually okay. i met her at the elbow room
0: you were here doing a show or something she's kind
1: of yeah just just meeting some homies and doing some rapping okay and i gave her my mixtape i was like yo what up and we just we were cool homies oh that's cool and then we hit it off and then she moved to new york for a bit and she's like i don't like new york i want to get out of here mm. and i was like all right get a job because <laughs> i had the nine to five oh. and then we had our first baby in brooklyn she was born in brooklyn Because I was like, yo, let's have a baby here while I have all these ill medical benefits to take care of everything. Because I worked at an ill job, Audible, Amazon Audiobook. Oh, you worked at Audible? Five years, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Good job, bro. I love those people. They still hire me now, freelance. Did you do something for like the audio team? I was. I luckily fell into editing audiobooks and doing, you know, a lot of data entry and like um, audio clip editing and like, you know, learning how to like master the voice. No beats, just like people reading.
0: Yeah. But, was that stuff you learned through your music though?
1: I mean, I had a little head start because of it mm-hmm. and I got the initial job as, a, as like a, what's that called? a temp. Mm, I was yeah. a temp for like a little while and they were like, yo, we're like th- prove yourself. They were like, we like you. You want to come back and work for real and interview? And I was like, oh, sure, where? And that's crazy because I don't have a degree. So I got like a sick, well-paying job with the 401k Amazon stock, full medical benefits, sick job, beautiful job, good people. I will always love everyone that ever gave me opportunities there because my manager, my, one of my managers, a mill. I had two managers. I had Jeff, and he's a great dude, family guy. He's very by the books. Do mm. your job, do it well, and, and you will reap the benefits. Mm. Jeff was dope because he kept me in line. Mm. Like, don't stray too far and think you're a hot shot. So shout to Jeff. Emil was the manager that was like, listen to Jeff, but bro, keep freestyling at at, at the office. Yo, we we need beats at this thing. Yo, could you host... Blah blah blah. Like a lot of my bosses would see me on like sports shows, freestyling, and like in the like on morning radio. Oh what? You know, like I I was doing my little thing. I was buzzing. I was on Jimmy Fallon before he was like the Tonight Show when he was just late night. So I was doing my little thing in New York. You were you were on Jimmy Fallon? But late night, uh, not not, not, he wasn't the Tonight Show yet. Still
0: though, that's that's the roots
1: did a little beat, and me and these other MCs had to freestyle with these words. Oh damn! I have screenshots to prove it, but the video is wiped from the internet. This dude a mill. Show me my value as an MC. He showed me my value as in, bro, you're working this 9 to 5, but you can bring your your art and you can bring your rap skills to the office. There you go. We've all seen you on TV. We know what you can do. Don't be shy. Hit up the, the higher-ups. Tell them that you want to host this thing. Mm-hmm. Tell them that you're available to blah, 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 that you can bring beatboxers and a DJ. And then within a year, I was like, Say no more, bro. Say less. Kids love to say that. Say Say no more. Say that. And I just went dive deep. I was like, I'm going to have to listen to Jeff and keep doing what I got to do. But I got started getting flown to other cities through Audible to like host game shows and freestyle and do improv with the crowd. They sent me to Houston. I was rocking festivals. I made a company rap song. Ooh, I'm smacking the mic. Brooklyn, we talk with our hands, bro. Hey, what
0: the fuck is going on? Yeah, I seen a video with your kids where you're like, hey, we showed them the Brooklyn hands.
1: Talk with them, talk with them. Bro, not for nothing. I forgot I was on a podcast. I feel like I'm having a conversation with my bros. Um, So, yeah, I'm making beats for this department. I made a song for the new hires. I made a song for HR. I worked with the science department. And then I'm showing company morale because the audio guy is working with, yeah. you know, and I'm setting up projects and I'm bringing DJs for the Christmas party. Woo. That's awesome. So like I'm working at this company where it's like social media department. Mm-hmm. They have 12 people. Shouts to Monica, shouts to Reed, Armbreaker, shouts to all of y'all, Nikki. Um, then they have the biz dev department, shouts to Mike Thierry. Then they got the, they got the marketing department. Shouts to Jason Merlino. Shouts to them. All of my audio people, Darren and Chris and Ashley. What did I learn from that? Stay at home dad. Now I write kids books. I am all of those jobs. That's you. There was 600 people in a two floor office doing all that shit. And here I am. I'm, I'm all of those guys. Mm-hmm. I have to do business development. I have to market my shit. I have to be the social media guy. I have mm-hmm. to make the emails. I have to data analytics Mm -hmm. i am i'm my own hr like people forget that you know Mm -hmm. like all of us artists people that do podcasts people that rap people that dj you want to give us 50 bucks and two drink tickets to rock your thing like bro i got kids Mm -hmm. i I do i do seven jobs to do this one job facts you can't cook a meal with nothing you can't cook a meal for my kids with exposure yeah bro you're gonna get mad exposure we're going to put your socials on our, on, our, on our raffle basket. You're going to do great. Mm-hmm. Don't know payment this time. Chill, bro. I'm, I'm good. Mm-hmm. Find another guy. Mm-hmm. So people got to realize that. My buddy from uh, Robots Will Kill said, every artist is a small business.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. And he has a little, you know. You're, you're, you're a CEO. Rocking Weed a Basement. Bro,
1: I'm a neon Represent. dawn right now. What time is it? <laughs> Ooh, we're doing good. 11.35. Prec- you know, All right.
0: We're still good, bro. What was your first show?
1: Ever. And how did you feel? I wish I remember the name of the bar, but I do remember it was in the West Village. And it was like a rinky-dink bar with no stage, but they just let people, you know, rock a little showcase. And I remember all the homies from the neighborhood came out. It felt good, man.
0: Because you just told them, I'm going to go up this day. I'm ready. Was this during high school or like after? I was right out. Okay. I was
1: like 19, 20. Because I had an apartment at a young age. I chose like, nah, I don't think college is for me. I went to community college for like a year and I was like, nah, I have a decent job. I'm going to just pay rent and be that guy. Mm -hmm. So I'm 19, 20, my own place, blazing L's, doing what I want, making beats at the house. It was a good, it was cool. So making beats, so you can actually produce too? You know how to
0: use like um, like a software like that?
1: It's like a hobby. Yeah. It's like when you see one of these rappers do the NBA All Star Celebrity Game, and you're like, "Oh snap! He he he, he got a little crossover." Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not his real thing. Yeah. You know, so it's like I, I I dabble in beats. I suck at mastering them. Mm-hmm. So I'm that's good. That's a whole at, other thing. I'm good at making beats and mixing them, and then I have guys that master my stuff. Mm-hmm. So when I get booked by companies to make beats, or I still do music for Audible, like audiobooks, mm-hmm. a lot of audiobooks have hip hop in them. Mm-hmm. They hire me now as a freelancer. So I'll crank I'll craft a beat and then throw some of the bread to one of my boys to, to just like Absolutely. beef beef it up so it's hitting like industry standards. Mm. There's a whole art to that. Yeah. But yeah, it was cool living on your own. Um I think it set me on a good path. I was also afraid without a degree. Like everyone's telling you you can't get a real job. Yeah, you. that's a and big deal. And Audible and those people saved me.
0: Did you dance? To? Nor-
1: Norway saved me. No, I just think I like to move. Norway <laughs> saved me in my as an MC and showed me you don't have to just be a rapper. You can host and be an MC of other things. Mm, then Audible sure. saved me as a professional grown man. Mm. Audible was like, yo, you're, you're smart. You know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You don't need a degree. Mm-hmm. Just work hard and, and don't burn bridges and you'll be all right. Mm-hmm. So shouts to everyone at Audible that made me grow. And then I had a kid, so my wife made me grow. And then Stockton sent me to another level of teaching. Like I teach hip hop now because yeah. of, of Stockton.
0: You're an educator.
1: Yeah. I, when I, when I went to Stockton, I had one book, my first book and a baby. And I was like, yo, what up? I'm a children's book author. I'm a stay at home. Dad support me. And everyone was like, Oh, you're cool. You have an accent. You're not from here. <laughs> you wrote a kid's book. Oh It's like a rapping kid's book. Cool. And then people saw the back of the book and they were like, that's creative writing, sir. Mm. you need to use the keywords like literacy. Mm. You need to say education more. Like, do you do you see what you have here? And Stockton as a city, and I'm talking to librarians, the principals, the teachers, the guidance counselors, the community leaders, the everyone from that to the mayor, to my brother-in-law. Like they all were in the community, the dance studios. They're all like, bro, you got something here. So Stockton gave me a big ass hug and was like, bro, grow. Mm. I don't care that you're 37. Keep growing. Mm. You can't, you can't grow physically but <laughs> you your reached, heart yeah you've reach you reached physically. your peak physically. you're five seven bro you're done <laughs> when your wife wears heels it's embarrassing <laughs> but as a city stockton was like yo what up we need your energy we need your vibes so the my soul my soul is cali now mm. there you go my my family life is cali my house my everything is cali mm. My trees are Cali. My tacos are Cali. My mm. in and out mm. is Cali. It's the best. But my heart and brain is Brooklyn all day. So there that's why I'm doing well in five years. I'm, I'm making a mark because my New York City hustle is like.
0: Yeah, that's While true. a
1: lot of people are kicking back like, oh, my EP's doing good. I'll chill. I'm like, no, 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 no. Keep going. Keep yeah. Because you never know what opportunities are going to come up. Even like San Jose. To, again, shout out to Docs Black. He gave me one pop-up event.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I met you guys.
0: Fourth you, of July? You,
1: for the, yes.
0: That was lit. All Bay Photos. Rocking All Bay Photos. Yeah. And when yep. I was
1: freestyling on the couch, laying on the couch. I Amazing. was sick. I wish I had that on camera. I have little clips.
0: I have a bunch of videos. Um,
1: and then I met you guys. And then you guys were like, yo, come. Let's let's link up. Boom, boom, boom. Then this pop-up lady said, yo, come do my thing. And then, hey. Ba, ba, blah. And I forgot I know... Um, I know soulmates. They're like a DJ husband and wife duo, the DJ Hella events out here.
0: So That's a dope name.
1: I then found a path for my daughter to rap and now she's performing at it. There's ladies, they're uh ladies first, it's called. And they teach girls that. how to DJ. I saw So that. like I'm my daughter's getting booked. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm her hype dad. Damn. So I was like, I opened the path for my daughter to go perform and rap her little rhymes in San Jose. And here we are, daddy daughter in another city, you daddy know. Daddy daughter duo. Sick, dude.
0: Yeah, how does that feel? Boom, bro. Seeing your daughter just like into like the 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 freestyle and the rapping at that age, just like already got a flow going, bro. She's so and natural, she's so yeah, man. it's yeah, crazy. Yeah. It
1: melts my heart, dude. Because you know you know the term like stage dad, stage mom. Yeah, I will never be that. the The moment she's not into it, even there's times where she's like, I'm good. She went to open bikes with me, and the vibe was whack. Mm. And she and I'm like, you can go up. She's like, man, I don't want to like the DJ. Yeah. I don't like the beats he's playing. She's told me that. Mm. I'm not feeling the vibe. The, the vibe cow- is off. Crowd's not into it. Yeah. But then when she comes to the events where it's wild, the B-boys are rocking. There's like 60 people there vibing. There's live graffiti. She's like, this is sick. The DJ's playing like ill DJ premiere beats and like DJ quick beats, you know? Mm. And she's like, Psst.
0: this is it. Yo, dad, I want to rap. She's a dad, give me the mic. Put me yeah, on. Yeah. Put
1: me on. Yeah. Put me in, coach. I'm ready to play. <laughs> she was like she went on this string of events where like, she kept seeing DJs that I'm cool with and they were like, oh, Sully wanna rock? And I was like, four, she's four at the time like developing a pattern. Like, oh, sick. Every time I see a DJ, I could perform. Mm. So then I went to two other markets where I didn't know the DJ and she's like, daddy, I wanna rap. I was like, oh, I don't know the guy. I don't know if he's gonna let you. <laughs> uh-huh. And I had to I had to teach her that lesson. Mm. You're mad cute, but every door's not gonna open for you. Mm. Sometimes people are gonna say no. Mm. You gotta learn that lesson. That's a good but I like that she waits for the vibe. And... Mm. In the whip, I'm playing all types of music. And then this is one of the greatest moments of my dad life. Mm-hmm. About a month and a half, two months ago, she said, Daddy, turn off the reggae. Can you put beats on? Sheesh. Oh, my God. And I'm a new driver. I just got my license three three years ago. So I pulled over. I pull over. I don't, I don't touch buttons when I drive. I got my kids in the car. Chill with that. I'm not in a rush. I pull over. Boom, boom. Found a little amps Found my little Norwegian homies that make beats on Amazon Music. A little boom bap. Got back on the road. I see the green leaves on the trees. Jeez, mm. oh, when the honey from bees. Mm. Oh my god! <laughs> Girl, pay attention. <laughs> oh shit, I'm steering. Yeah, yeah. She started doing my freestyle thing because her her whole flow was gibberish into nursery rhymes. Mm. So she started with like baby mm-hmm. flow, and then she started doing Twinkle Twinkle and like. Wheels on the bus over beats, and now she's doing that mixed with pointing at things. Mm-hmm. Anthony's cool. His hat says wake in the morning. Maybe I can eat some cake. I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> Ryan cake and wake. I'm like, you can't eat cake. That's not a good breakfast. Mm. Eat some cereal and then we can watch Netflix. And then mm. she jumps right back in. Check mm. this. I'm like, oh, oh, she's see? learning how to <laughs> stop at four bars and then let me go again. You know. So yeah, I love her, bro. Sultana, you're the best. Daddy's gonna show you this. You're gonna be like, "Oh, that's my dad on a podcast."
0: That's Six awesome, Jane, man. Yeah, we're seeing it. That's Start. like, I hope she's gonna win such a Grammy. A proud, proud dad moment.
1: Oh my god, I'm so proud. My <laughs> kid is such a good rapper.
0: <laughs> what What is the craziest event that you've had? Ooh, so many. Like craziest story that you've had from an event.
1: You know what? Probably back to the Norway stuff. The guy that used to, this guy Chris, this Norwegian guy Chris, that used to, um, his, his booking thing was called Quality Time. Great name for a booking agency. Mm. And he just had the money, man. And he had the right emails and he was booking, like I said, I warmed up for Freeway, MOP, Red MF, Quali Twice, um, Jedi Mind, Black Milk. Like really dope underground like staples because mm-hmm. right? they're like, you're the East Coast guy. It makes sense mm-hmm. that you're one of the warm-up acts. This dude did not pay me a penny. He made me work for my warm-up slot by doing flyers and posters all around town, which I didn't mind. Mm-hmm. I, I liked being in the streets of Oslo telling people, yo, I'm, I'm warming up for, for MOP. Come a little early. Come see me rock. I'm um, still rocking with the B-boys at the time. So I brought them with me. So I had a little stage show. My man Donnieal, shouts to to raise the Don. He would beatbox for me because he was one of the couches that let me crash on his couch. So he came and do a little beatbox, work the crowd, freestyle. Cause yo, you know, like yo, I'm warming up for Method Man. Sounds awesome, mm-hmm. and it is awesome. But you're you're rocking for 800 people, which is a sick, nice crowd. Mm-hmm. But they're also filing in. You know what I mean? So yeah, you have to have yeah. tough skin for that, because you got to really entertain those people that are ga- that give a shit. But there's mad people that are walking in, buying a beer, going, "Who's this guy? This isn't Method Man." Yeah. So that's when I would like, I got a wireless mic. I would tell the beatboxer, "Yo, let's flank him." Beatboxer would go on the on the west wing, and I go on the east wing, <laughs> and I'd be on the side stage, and then and they're like, "Yo, performing next, one of our warm up bikes. makes some noise for Zeps from Brooklyn," and everyone's looking at the stage like, "Where is this guy?" Mm-hmm. And I would come in behind, hey, yo, check it out, everybody, listen here. Look at this Norwegian guy, he's sipping beer. Mm. And, and I'm sneaking in from the back in the crowd, and everyone's like, oh, he that's oh, him. And I would weave my way through the crowd and freestyle about everyone while I said hi and rap about them, walk up the steps, and then, ah, and everyone's like, oh, shit. Boom, rock the next couple, and then do some songs, real songs. Mm. And do a lot of freestyle in the middle. This dude didn't want to pay me. Mm-hmm. He didn't want to pay for a host. Mm-hmm. So I'm learning how to be an MC, and I'm like, bro, throw me a couple of Fazuls, bro. I'll I'll, I'll host the, I'll host for you. I'll introduce the acts. You need that. Shit goes wrong, bro, and you need a quick guy with quick wits to kind of mm-hmm. do silly games with the crowd, boost the energy, and say, make some noise, MOP's up next. He refused to spend money on that, mm-hmm. and it bit him in the ass a bunch of times. And then one of the times I was – it was um, – we we'll performed before. I think it was Quali. Yeah, Quali just got off. I I performed with the B boys and Quali asked my B boys to come on with him. So Quali did like a break beat, mm-hmm. and then he let my B boys rock with him while he rapped. It was sick. So then everybody was familiar with us because then like oh we saw the B boys with Zepps. Now they're back with Quali and Zepps is up there. I'm up there with them too. <laughs> and then they go and he's like thank you good night. Silence. There was a DJ in between the acts. Mm. Where's the DJ?
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, no. Where's the DJ? We sent them to the after party to set up. Mm. MOP was tight. Bro, you for real? There's like a crowd out there of silence. There's no DJ spinning. Mm. And there's no host to tell them we're up next. Mm -hmm. And they were so mad at the dude. And I'm going to tell all you rappers something right now. Stop shitting on the sound man. Stop telling the sound man to turn your mic up. Stop telling the sound man that it sounds whack, this and that. He's your best friend. You should be buying him a beer. You should learn his real name and stop calling him Sound Man. And stop blaming him because you stink on stage. Mm. The sound man is the man that you need on your side. And I learned that early and I always made friends with the sound man. And that night it worked because mm. he looked at me and he's like, I'm going to lose my job. This is bad. Mm. People are, are there's, they're chirping, people want to leave, they don't know when the next act is. Oh. And he was waving me over. He was like, Zeps, come here, get on the mic, get on stage. Please do something. Like, they need to do this, is crazy, man. Mm-hmm. And he's like, come, 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 come. Hands me two mics. I text the beatboxer, get, get, get on stage, bro. <laughs> he, he, he still had the passes. He came around, text the B Boys. We all flanked, boom, came back on stage. And I rocked a 15 minute set. Just of freestyle. straight beatboxing with B boys working the crowd, pulling broads up on stage, pulling this guy up on stage, rapping about them. Get out of here. Get out of here. Just nuts, bro. And this is now the full sold out 2,000 people on the bottom. It's called Rockefeller. This is the venue, Rockefeller. Full sold out. Just like, ah, Damn. this is my moment. You piece of shit. You should have hired a host. I saved your ass. <laughs> I didn't say any of that. but uh, I was like, yeah. Some of it's on YouTube, so that's probably my my like ha ah, moment. And then I remember getting off stage feeling like that was enough. I need to stop because the DJ, MOP's DJ started plugging in. I was like, oh good. I was like, oh looks like MOP's DJ's ready. My name is Zeps from Brooklyn. We got some Brooklyn legends coming up. One more time, uh, make some noise for MOP coming. I'm like, ah! adrenaline, <laughs> adrenaline. And then I didn't notice this because of the- Yeah, the, lit. In the YouTube video, the DJ was like, yo, you killing it, bro. I need you for another five more minutes. And I just didn't hear him because he was still yeah. plugging in and it was silence again. Oh, and then he said, man, they need to pay you for this. Straight up. And these little moments where I'm like, you learn your value. Oh, yeah. Stop telling me you're going to not pay me and give me drink tickets. Find someone else. Mm-hmm. No way. DJs work for- too little money sometimes, Yeah. and I hate it. I want a champion for them. It's like, yo, pay the artists. Yeah. Art, art got us. Art gets you through everything. Mm-hmm. You gotta, you gotta do the right thing with that. So yeah, Norway, man. I love Norway. crazy
0: story. That sounds. Thanks for that. Yeah, awesome dude. Cool.
1: And then right after that, I was like, I'm sick of warming up for these acts for free, and I stopped. Boom. I put my foot down. You Know your say, value. Yeah, I'm done, bro. I'm done. I'm gonna host these battles. They pay me. Real,
0: real quick, because I know experience. we're coming up on time, but like, oh. how was your how was your battle rap ba- background? How was that? Bro. What was your record? <laughs> Bro,
1: I battled disaster in Sweden. You battled disaster? Yeah. <laughs> Two weeks before his cannabis battle. So he God, came damn. completely off the top and just joked on me and did a great job because I am always, I'm still a fan of his. And I had a cool angle and I'm happy I did what I did. What I'm a little bummed out I didn't do is I should have annotated my my written thing that I had planned. Mm-hmm. I am a good freestyler. I could have had more fun. I should have scrapped my written and just went toe to toe freestyling mm. and it would have been a longer lasting mm. moment in time. But I'm still happy with what I did cuz my whole angle was that he is not a real MC. He doesn't write songs. Mm-hmm. He's only a battle rapper. He'll never make an album. He'll never put out a single. He had a couple of songs on YouTube that I mentioned and they're gone now. Mm. They stunk. <laughs> and I look back, this was 12 years ago mm. that I battled this guy and, uh, he still hasn't made an album. <laughs> <laughs> so he's doing his thing. He's like a great in his field. Uh-huh. I'm more of a, you know, he's a Jordan of battle rap. He is a LeBron of battle rap. Yeah. But I'm a, I'm a Scotty Pippen. Mm. I'm a Carmelo. I'm an all around guy. Mm. I could dunk. I could shoot threes. I can play defense. I can do a little bit of everything. I can host battles. I can freestyle. I can write very good songs. Mm-hmm. I can battle when I need to. I'm all-around guy. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy with that. So it's there. Oh, and when I need to humble myself, if I had like a sick event mm-hmm. or I got paid hella money for a gig, I like to go to the battle and look at the comments because, oh boy, people telling me to jump off a bridge. <laughs> You're terrible. Your wife should leave you. Oh my God. Yo, this dude is trash. He looks like a, like a short... Version. He looks like a like a crackhead BJ Penn.
0: Crackhead BJ Penn. Oh
1: no. (laughs) Yo, this this dude has Filipino. What is he? He looks Turkish. He's whack. Yo, quit forever. No, not the crackhead BJ Penn. I'm dying
0: at that, bro. Bro. That's hilarious. Humble yourself
1: sometimes. <laughs> Go look at YouTube comments and remind yourself you ain't shit. Keep grinding, bro. You didn't make it yet. Oh, shit, need, I need I need, I need, I need, it, I need that. That's sometimes real. I want just, and I laugh, bro. Mm. To think of the anger <laughs> that people have. Like, I don't <laughs> like you.
0: Taking the time out to write that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, my Damn. God.
1: My, my girlfriend left me. <laughs> 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 you are not a good rapper. All caps. Oh, well. I'm glad I'm that yeah,
0: I right. I'm glad that you take it like that and not uh some people take it way too serious what people say instead know your worth and oh, just I could, go there just to, to laugh Every
1: once in a while I uh I like to kill him with kindness and I'll I'll attack a troll back with extra goofy you know like me and my buddy put out a song in Stockton and we put a video out and he was trying to clown my punchlines cuz I said something about like um Mudville, Our House, Clean, Call Me Shower Mouth, What You Brought Was The Worst, But We Got The Sauerkraut, mm. And I Was Trying To Talk About Like Bratwurst, mm-hmm. What You Brought Was The Worst, bro. Sauerkraut, And I Just, Sheesh. You Know, I Felt Good About That Bar, I Was Like, This Is Nice, oh. mm. And He Completely Shit On That In The comments <laughs> Sauerkraut, And I Was Like, I'm Happy You Liked My Rhymes, <laughs> Oh, and he was like, you about to bring me out of retirement. This shit's whack, representing Stockton And I was like, I'm super happy that my rhymes inspired you to come out of retirement. Mm-hmm. I, I hope you and yeah. your family, and I, and I wish you well in your journey. And I hope you win a Grammy and represent for, th- you know, what I mean? <laughs> 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 like, like real, like super nice to him about it. Oh, ah, dear, bro.
0: Peace good. and love, King. Peace love and love. <laughs> respect, respect all right bro hey honestly appreciate you, you being guys. here bro honestly like
1: this felt like therapy bro i
0: got so much off my chest hey man this is nice yeah no we really appreciate you i appreciate your uh, the freestyles. we definitely got to post those so keep an eye out on those mm. always uh a quick promo what you got going on what do you want to promo your book of course where could they find yeah, that bro
1: you know what there's my website it's called google.com mm. you put this right here Rhymosaurs. Is this inverted? Well are you, are we are gonna flip that?
0: Yeah. Hi, well,
1: Or we have rhymosaurs.com as well. Just kidding. I have a website. It's it's cute. Um but check us out, man. This is my main thing right here. I'm doing this for all the youth. Shouts to the two oh nine. I love my community. Uh our fourth book comes out in a couple weeks. Hopefully nice. we got like a release date of late April, early May. Shouts to my man, Meek Sneak, designing the new book. with. Uh, he's adding a lot. To, our, our books are very simple, as you can tell. And I, I like it like that. I, I like to leave room for the kids to just do whatever. But this new book is a little extra 209. Mm-hmm. And it's about a kid who moves to Stockton from Brooklyn. 209 Yeah, So it's, a very, it's it's like about me. It's about kids that have to change their life when their parents get a new job and stuff. Mm-hmm. Got my little pen. So yeah, Rhymosaurs, uh, check us out. Zeps, I'm out. I gotta go do another event here in San Jose. I'm working a double shift. Yeah, oh
0: yeah, you you stay working, and I I appreciate the hustle. Leave leave the audience off with some wise words if you if you can. What what do you want to the listeners to? What do you want to leave them off with?
1: Just be good to your kids, yo. Remember how your parents raised you. I don't know how your parents raised you. I had good parents, but they had their wild moments. And uh Whitney Houston said, I believe the children are the future. Mm. You know, help them lead the way. I have kids now and now I teach kids. You gotta you gotta talk to them like good like people, man. Stop talking to kids, mad cute. Say, hey, you wanna go color? Me, mm. me, 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 me. Talk to them like real people and they'll 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 talk to you back in the same way and you're gonna learn. I teach kids, but they teach me. Mm. Learn from the youth. Save the planet holler
0: and you heard it here oh thanks again for listening to another episode of down in the basement we are out